Hey, I'm Ryan Wallace. And I'm Zach Wilson. And this is our podcast where we talk about music. Everything from doo-wop to death metal. Welcome to the show. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of From Doo-Wop to Death Metal. My name is Zachary Wilson. And I'm Ryan Wallace. We got you. That's not Ryan. I'm the imposter. She's the imposter. So unfortunately, Ryan is still absent. Dun, dun, dun. If you didn't listen to the little uh, announcement that we did last week, Ryan had his baby, which is super exciting. But you know what? Turns out having a baby's uh, a bit of work. <laughs> who who would have thought? Who would have thought? So he is unfortunately still at, well, I guess fortunately. Yeah, fortunately for him, unfortunately for us, and for you poor listeners that now have to listen to me. So if you don't recognize this voice, you need to go listen back to our back catalog a little bit more because this is Lindsay Wilson. She is a fan favorite. She is my girlfriend slash wife. Slash, slash everything everything. She is with us in the studio, graciously offered to take Ryan's place while he is taking care of his wife, as a good husband should, right? And snuggling that beautiful baby boy. Yeah, if they, you haven't seen pictures of him, he is so cute. He tiny little guy, huh? He's so small. He's got bright orange hair. Oh, well, I guess it's not as bright now, but it's it's pretty red. But yeah, so... Ryan's gone for the week. Uh, he said he'll probably be back next week. So, But as promised, we are pushing forward with another full-length episode. So I'm sorry, listeners. But no, why are you apologizing, man? Like I said, you're one of the fan favorites. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Yeah, your episode has got some of the highest download counts out of any that we've done. You know, I think that's just because it was a Disney topic, though. I don't think that's me. Yeah, if you, if you don't recognize the voice, she, she uh, Lindsay sat in with us. And recorded an episode about Disney music a few months ago. And it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I had a good time. I was happy to be there with you guys. And I'm happy to be back. So thanks for letting me come back. So are you going to talk about Disney music again? Yeah, we're going to do Disney part two. Because Disney is a topic that can be talked about 365 days a year. I don't know if you know that. No, I. I here's the thing. I don't want to. Oh. So. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. I love Disney, but I, I need... I need something else oh. from you. From because you here's the thing. Our listeners don't know you that well, right? They don't. They only know you as the Disney girl. And is that what you want to be known as? Maybe. Is it? Maybe I just want to be a mysterious figure that they don't know anything about. Well, if that's the case, what are you doing here? <laughs> so I want to talk a little bit more about your different musical tastes rather than just Disney music, right? Yeah. So what other what other kind of music do you like? Listen, I feel like Zach asked me this the first time we met or went on a date. Yeah, this it's established that one of my favorite questions to ask people when I first get to know them is what kind of music they listen to. And I feel like, I don't know, did, so I asked you that, right? Yeah, did I don't put, remember what I said, but I feel like it must have been decent because what? you kept hanging out with me. Because here we are, six years later. Yeah. When I asked you that, did you feel like I was putting you on the spot? Yeah, I hate that question. I always hated that question because... Did you think I was a a, a pretentious douchebag for asking that? (laughs) No, but I personally hated that question, and I've always hated that question because, like we established in my previous episode, I didn't feel like I had great music taste because I listened to a lot of Disney music. I listened to, you know, Jesse McCartney, that kind of stuff. 
Because <laughs> he was a babe and I loved him. I'm pretty sure he's still Torin nowadays. Is he really? He's... Or, uh, maybe it was... I haven't heard anything from him since I was maybe like 13. Who's the one that was pretty much the exact same as Jesse McCartney? Just Carter? Aaron Carter? Yeah. Wasn't he the little brother? He of... was like, but did he sing Candy? <laughs> I don't know. That sounds, uh, <laughs> listeners, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. I, wa- I want candy. Isn't that it? Well, I mean, that's an old song. He might have redone it. I feel like he had a version of it, and that's why I know him. Um, Yeah, he's still touring, and it's no. like super, very laughable and oh, really no. kind of sad. But I, anyway. would, I would go, though, is the thing. If it was Jesse McCartney, it I might would not go. be. Je- I can't remember. But anyway, continue. Yeah, so. I, like I said, I've always hated that question because I've always felt judged by my music taste. But I feel like when you asked me, I probably said country music because country's always been kind of a big part of my listening. My mom really likes country music. I kind of grew up listening to country music. But then I think I also said I just like singer-songwriter type stuff or I like everything or a little bit of everything, which is your least favorite answer. It's a bad answer, man. It's, I know, well, so I, mean, I don't know how I made it this far. It's a bad answer, but I get why people say it because it's a, it's like a, hey, shut up, don't ask me anymore kind of answer, you know? Yeah, because it really is a tough question because it depends on where you're at in life, honestly, I think. Yeah. Your music taste changed. My music taste has changed a lot. Yeah, I mean, from my point of view, especially because when we first started dating and, you know, when we first got married and such, you were really into singer-songwriter type, really kind of slow. Yes, very and- slow. Very moody stuff. Boring, right? according to you. Probably. I never said it was boring. No, but I feel like you thought it was boring. I mean, boring. It, it can be accused of being boring. Because, because it's kind of all the same. I mean, when you really get down to it, most of the songs are pretty similar. Yeah, but I, I you can make that argument for any genre, really. That's, yeah, that's true. But it's just very calming and um, emotional music, right? Which I'm an emotional person, so it makes sense, right? So I, I yeah, I mean, I, I, I get why you're into that, but you're not really so. so some bands like uh, like Ron Pope was one of your favorite artists, right? Mm-hmm. And who Misty else? Missy Higgins. Mm-hmm. That kind of that kind of music. I still I really liked Parachute. I still like Parachute, and I still like all those Ron Pope, Missy Higgins. Oh, they're great. Yeah, There's I don't. Nothing wrong I don't with listen to them very much though anymore. I don't even really have any of their songs saved on my. Spotify. Oh, no. Now that I think about it, Ron Pope, we're sorry. I know. Do you remember when we listened to his whole album driving down to? I don't even know where we were going. Yeah, man. Ron Pope slaps. Yeah, it's great. Listen to Ron Pope, guys. That's what this episode's about. It's not though. <laughs> so, we're getting on a tangent. But yeah, that's what that's where we're getting is like nowadays. That's not what you listen to at all, is it? No. So no. what do you listen to nowadays? Right now, I'm listening to punk. Okay, first of all, I want to ask, is that because of me? No. Well, maybe a little bit. Because listeners, you should know by now that I'm going through a huge punk phase right now myself. Okay, maybe it is a little bit because so Zach and I are, you know, we're we're on a, a fitness journey, guys. <laughs> Don't say <laughs> We are that. bettering ourselves <laughs> and we are getting strong and getting our summer bods late in the summer. It's great. <sighs> Don't you make me want to throw up. <laughs> Eating our protein. Listen, we're anyway. We're bros. Yeah, we're we're, we're gym, gym bros. bros. We're, we're the gym couple now. We're gonna start a fitness Instagram. Yeah, we're that gym couple that like you know he's doing pull ups and I give him a kiss every time he does a, a good pull. <laughs> nope, that's not how it is at all. You want to know how it really is? We have a little gym at our at our at our uh, at our HOA complex that we live in. 
that is 100% empty at all times. So we go there. <laughs> it's wonderful. To hide from people. And we don't have any fancy gym clothes. We wear old crappy t-shirts and we struggle through workouts. That's <laughs> Together. What it, that's Aww. more like it. So anyway. Yeah. So since we've been going to the gym, we've been finding some good playlists to listen to because, you know, you have to have some really good music while you're working out. Yeah. So Zach found this one. Originally, the first one he found was a pop punk playlist, I believe. Yeah. Is that right? Like a yeah. pop punk It's like a style. punk rock workout, but it was definitely more pop punk style. Which I, I really enjoyed, and I still listen to it sometimes. But then the next one he found was one that was called Skate Skateboard Punk. Skate Park Punk. Skate Park Punk. It's a playlist on Spotify, so you can go check it out yeah, if you want. Ch- guys, I would highly recommend it because... Pretty much every song on there I've already saved to my Spotify. It's, it's really it's good. It's <laughs> a really good playlist. So that kind of fed a previous love that I wanted to have for punk. And it really helped me find songs that I really liked. And now that's all I want to listen to. That's, I mean, it's it's interesting to why? me. Tell you, me why, Zach. So Tell punk, me everything. Uh, punk music historically has been a counterculture, right? What do you mean by that? So when punk got started back in the late seventies, it was very violent and evil. Mm. And you know, that's where skinhead punk got started. You'd go to these shows and, and it was almost a guarantee that you were getting beat up. Really? Yeah. Just being like a bystander or just a person in the just crowd every, every part of it anything. it was extremely violent people would just start fights for no reason at all and mm. then so like the late 70s and 80s punk scene especially around like la yeah was a scary scary place some of the most vicious and violent gangs um in la in that time were punk rock kids really yeah I don't know why that surprises me. I guess that's not what I think of when I think of punk now. Well, and, and not only that, but when you think of gangs of L.A., that's not that's not the stories people tell, right? It's not right. the stereotypes. But they were scary, 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 scary. I mean, there's books you can read about like no effects and bad religion and bands that kind of came from that scene. And they talk about it. And it's just so different from any sort of musical scene nowadays. Right. And obviously that's changed. It's become more of a, a happy kind of got adopted by the skateboarding crowd. Mm-hmm. Still very much a counterculture, but it's not violent really anymore. But I feel like people still think of that or it has a negative connotation because does, when I yeah. was a teenager, I feel like if you said the word punk or punk rock or pop punk, even anything like that. That's what people were thinking. Especially around here. Especially in a very conservative state around very conservative people. Well, not only a conservative state, but in a in we grew up in a pretty rural area. Lindsay and I actually went to the same high school. Not high school sweethearts. Yeah, Aww. she she would have hated me in high school. We were two different people. I was too in high much school. of a punk, man. Here, yeah, exactly and I was this. a goody goody. She ran cross country with all the goofy cross country runners. Yeah. I was a weirdo. And yeah, so in a community like this where it's country music or it's nothing. Yeah, exactly. That's what I grew up with was country music. So the idea of punk was almost evil, I want to say. <laughs> I mean, like that sounds really dramatic, but I think some people would have thought like, oh, you're you're going to be evil. And then, you know, I think people have different misconceptions about things because I think a lot of people, when they think of punk, they think, oh, you're going to 
get a thousand ear piercings and you're gonna pierce your nose and pierce you your eyebrows and get a mohawk yeah and wear leather clothes and no i mean punk is so interesting i could do a whole podcast about punk culture i, I absolutely yeah, I know you love, love it. it we talk a lot about it and i just i've learned a lot you guys but still not even half a percent of what zach knows because punk can really mean whatever you want it to mean yeah at its roots Punk is just the spirit of rebellion. Yeah, which is interesting. And, you know, another interesting thing that I never realized until I met Zach was how many subgenres there are of just tons of different music. And punk is one of them. I mean, Mm -hmm. for me, punk is punk. But (laughs) no, (laughs) listen, I was wrong, you guys. Let me tell you how wrong you are. (laughs) Pop punk and punk rock and I don't know, so many well, it's funny you bring up pop punk because I feel like that genre itself is by far the most accessible version of punk out there, right? Yeah, I would say so. So pop punk, like, you know, Mayday Parade, Green Day was kind of one of the original pop punk bands. Yeah. Stuff like that, that takes kind of punk rock roots and makes it more a bit more accessible. Mm-hmm. They slow the speed down, slow the tempos down, make it a little bit less aggressive. The lyrics become a lot less aggressive traditional punk music a lot of it's very political mm-hmm. and angry and disillusioned whereas pop punk's usually a bit more about like romance and and yeah. drama yeah right so it's just easier for a high school kid to listen to it right right so would you say that that's true for you that pop punk kind of got you into regular punk i would say so i would say so because it's also more upbeat more catchy more happy. More happy. And yeah. I, you know, I tend to listen to pretty, pretty happy music nowadays. I try to at least. Yeah. You know, you, you've been getting into punk a lot, but there's still a lot of songs that I show you that you're like, nah, this is too heavy. Too for heavy. Me. Yeah. I still, <laughs> I still like the lighthearted stuff. Definitely. There's, there's too much heaviness in the world for me to listen to, to heavy music. See, I, that, I, that's what's funny is a lot of times with punk, you get this really heavy music, but a lot of times the lyrics are pretty. I don't almost uplifting. I guess it's, it depends yeah. on the way you look at it. It right? is interesting because a lot of times Zach will show me these songs, and when I hear the music and the screaming or whatever it is, or the loud, you know, rough voices, I get a little turned off by it. But then we listen to the lyrics, and yeah, they're they're pretty powerful sometimes. Honestly, yeah, very poetic a lot. But a lot of times it can be hard to look past the initial shock factor. I want to say of. Which, in my opinion, makes it all the better. Right. Because and, it's you know, challenging, their own. you know? Yeah, and I get that, and I appreciate it, for sure. sure. So one thing I want to I kind of circle back to with you is your younger days. You have always told me that... Okay, let me back up a little bit. When I was in high school, I listened to a lot of pop punk. I listened to a lot of um, skate punk, melodic punk, all that kind of stuff. And then a lot of hard rock and even some metal. And when I show you stuff that I, I that I listened to in high school, you were always like, you know, I, I this is the, this is what I wanted to listen to in high school, but I never felt like I could. Yes. Do you want to explain that a little bit? Mm, yes. Yeah. So I feel like I always was drawn towards that kind of music. Like I would hear, for example, Green Day. I remember hearing Green Day songs. I don't know from other kids or like on the on the radio or anything like that. And I remember really liking it and wanting to listen to more of that kind of music. But the biggest thing that kept me away, I think, was feeling like I was an imposter. Okay. Because when I was in high school, listen, 
I was, yeah, probably the total opposite of Zach in high school. <laughs> I was a goody-goody, follow every single rule. So you do... say no wasn't a goody-goody? <laughs> no. Listen. Well, follow every best. single rule, you know, do everything exactly the way it's supposed to be. Why did you do that? I, You know what? I don't know. I think I just had a little bit of... OCD? I don't know, but I was like so concerned about my grades and making sure that I had the best grades and making sure that I was just being a good teenage girl. I didn't want to do anything crazy. I didn't want to be I didn't want to be a bad teenager, you know? That's so sad. But <laughs> and I think I kind of realized like that wasn't really me. Yeah. You know, when I was about maybe 16. Not saying that I wanted to go out and like do a bunch of drugs and I don't know, Go get crazy. crazy. But I realized that I, I didn't want to conform to what other people thought that I needed to be. Yeah. And I, that, think that's I, I, why I want to stop you right there. That the sentence. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sorry. No, sorry. I just want to interrupt you, but that sentence is the spirit of punk. Yeah. And that's what I've come to realize now in my older, older age, my more mature years. Where I think I said it before, punk can really mean whatever you want it to mean. Mm-hmm. All it is is it's rebelling against what you feel like you're being told to do. Right. What yeah. somebody else is telling you that you need to do in order to live your life the right way. Right. Yeah. And I feel like maybe it was the community we grew up in or maybe it was I had an older sister and so I wanted to follow in her footsteps. I'm and not what sure. What did she listen to? Well, she, and not not necessarily in the music aspect, but in the, you know, she was a good kid. She was a good student. She mm-hmm. had good friends. She wasn't a hard teenager for my parents. And, you know, I had a good relationship with my parents. And so I didn't want to cause them drama. You know, I didn't want to make so, anything hard on them. So do you think listening to the music that you liked would have caused contention between you and your parents? I, You know, I don't know if it would have caused contention, but... I don't know. I feel like it would have changed me a little bit and maybe that would have been hard for them to accept. Not saying that they wouldn't have, mm-hmm. but just saying that they, their precious little girl that was, you know, this naive, perfect, quote unquote, perfect little girl would be, you know, making a few more mistakes and doing a few more things that she would have to learn from. I don't know. Just being more of a teenager, because I, I really don't feel like I was a teenager. Yeah, you, I <laughs> when, when I talk about my teenage years, I mean, I, I my, my sisters and I joke about this, but you hear stories of teenagers sneaking out of their houses to go to parties, you know, in the middle of the night or whatever. Sure. And our house probably would have been the most perfect house to do that because our basement had a separate entrance that led out of the garage on the opposite side of the house as <laughs> my parents' room. So they would never have heard us oh, ever. Well, meanwhile, we're over here <laughs> popping the screens out of the windows. and It would have been the easiest thing in the world to sneak out. Honestly, <laughs> it would have been so easy. But you but just never felt the need no, to. I never did. Never I mean, had I, anything to go out to. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I mean, no, I have no regrets. I mean, obviously I mean, you, you, I had a great life. You I had a, a great, great life. life. Yeah. But, but things were different, you know? It's it's an interesting thought. Yeah. Though. If you were to listen to the music, would the music alone have triggered that in you and you would have been more rebellious? I don't know. And I also think about like my friend group. Would my friend group have changed? Would I have met different sure. people because of that? Would I have, you know, 
entered a different kind of a scene in high school because, again, the people that I hung out with in high school, the very few that they were because I really did not have that many friends, were, you know, good good kids, straight-A students. I would have been your friend. Always at home. Aww. I would have been your friend, but you would have never have talked to me because I was a punk. Yeah, but imagine if I had adopted that. What you know? What would our friendship have been like? I think about that sometimes. It'd be think, really interesting. I think it would have been cool. Oh well, we met later, and it was good too. So here we are. Worked out. So it, it's it's kind of interesting. It, it it almost sounds like. So we we've talked in the past about gatekeeping genre gatekeeping mm-hmm. do you know what i mean when i say that a little bit but so enlighten me a lot of times in genres especially like really classic genres like jazz or punk there's a, a, a sense of gatekeeping and what i mean is that the people who are associated with that genre are very very strict and stingy about what they let in yeah for example in punk there's a huge hatred for major labels oh like record label like record labels yeah so green day is a perfect example when green day first got started they were from uh from the bay area and they played at this one club and when they signed to a major label this one club called gilman street wouldn't let them play there anymore really people hated them because Because it's punk, it's independent. You're supposed to fight against the man. Oh. You got these corporate record labels Telling coming and throwing to money at you and changing your life. And I mean, there's various stories of success and failure that bands have gone through from signing to major record labels. So, I mean, there's some truth to what they say. But punk, especially back in those days, it's not really like that anymore. Mm-hmm. But punk back in those days was so, it was so ironic. Yeah. We are fighting against the system, but then we ourselves Creating have this system, system that yeah. you have to follow or else you're not part of it. Yeah. So yeah, it, that's a little hypocritical. It is right? a little hypocritical, yeah. <laughs> Whatever but, you want to call it. So anyway, that's what that's what gatekeeping means. And, yeah. and you know, jazz really has a lot of that too, where it's like, oh, this isn't, this, he didn't play this diminished chord right, so right. it's not real jazz. It's very specific about it's, things. It's really kind of, I don't know, I don't think it's a healthy way to look at any sort of genre. So it almost sounds like you experience gatekeeping, but from the opposite side. I feel like I kind of gatekeep, gatekept myself. Gatekept. <laughs> but yeah, I, I kind of felt like I kept myself from exploring that, you know, and I just kind of stayed in the safe zone where I knew that I belonged or I thought I belonged. So you thought that if you were to branch out, you'd lose some friends? Uh, you know, I guess. Or just that people would look at, I was, af- here, I've always been afraid of what people thought of me. I don't Always. think you're alone in that. And I, yeah, I think that's normal. And Absolutely. so I felt like changing anything about myself, changing the way I dressed, changing my hair, changing whatever the music I listened to would affect the way that everyone looked at me in a negative way for whatever reason. Yeah. And it really wasn't until college that I sort of changed that mentality. I started dressing a little bit differently you know more kind of the way i wanted started becoming cool yeah it was cool i remember one time um my sister my older sister and i we dyed a small part of our hair blue <laughs> like really bright blue and i oh it felt so good did your mother have a heart attack my grandmother <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> my grandmother at the time was like late 300 80s. years old <laughs> actually she was probably in her 90s at that point because <laughs> she yeah she passed she lived till she was 100 years old so imagine you know a 100 year old woman seeing their granddaughter with blue hair and again it was just it was the under portion of the hair and it was maybe two small strands it really wasn't that much but to you that was enough man it was enough and it felt so good right i loved that blue hair that i had I think, for not very long because it washed out soon. <laughs> I think I I honestly think that rebellion is so healthy, and that's probably the most rebellious thing I've ever done. That's, I'll give it a rest. That's not well, you know. As a teenager, it probably was, but up to that point, yeah. Seriously though, and that was when I was in that was my freshman year of college, so I was eighteen years old. That was like my first taste of rebellion, well, and I don't think that it was really like an I don't. <laughs> Here's the thing about rebellion. I don't think that all rebellion is negative. No, absolutely not. I think and it's healthy. I kind of, I want to stop you right here because a lot of people might hear stories that like you're telling and say, oh, you were so repressed as a child. But no. I don't think you no, feel that way. I right? don't. I, I don't. And I don't want that to be the takeaway for this. No, you had a great childhood. I did. And I love my parents. I love my family. And I grew up, um, I mean, amazing. It was great. And what's funny about this is a lot of times when people tell stories about this, how they rebelled and started listening to different music, it's because they felt like they were being held down. Mm -hmm. But for you, it was, you felt like yourself was holding down. And that's always been my problem specifically is that I hold myself back from, from my potential. And that's what it's always been. And I think that, um, that hair dyeing experience as stupid as it was, made me realize that I was stronger than I was. I was, you know, cooler than I thought I was. I was yeah. smarter than I thought I was. You know, it, it gave me this weird boost of confidence that I didn't know that I needed. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. I'll have to show you a picture. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It was, uh, you'd probably laugh. It's so pathetic. But <laughs> Hey, man. <laughs> it was, it was awesome. There's nothing pathetic about that at all. I yeah. think that's awesome. So... But I don't know. I, I guess if you take anything away from these stories, or at least what I'm taking away is that everyone needs to find what they truly like. Yeah. Find yourself and don't be afraid to explore things. And again, don't don't think that rebelling against what you have put yourself, like the box that you've put yourself into, that you've defined for yourself, it's okay to rebel against that. Yeah, I mean, it's okay to change what you like. It's okay to change your interests. It's okay to change your style. It's okay to, and it's okay to constantly evolve. Absolutely. And that's what I think I like about punk. I feel like that's, and maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like it's kind of constantly evolving. They're constantly breaking the rules, man. Yeah, it's something so new. Cool. Every, and so I, I feel like that's why I'm drawn towards it because that's how I feel like I am. I feel like I'm constantly challenging myself thinking more about what I like, changing, you know, changing my hair, changing my style, doing something different and, and feeling better about myself. Well, I think that's super cool. You know, we did an episode about rebellion a little while ago. Do you remember yeah, that one? Yeah. This is a different talk of rebellion, but I guess the same. Well, no, it really is the same because in that, in that episode, we talked about how a lot of times Music really is rebelling against yourself and the walls that you've put up around your your yeah, soul. Exactly. Where I feel like if you really sit down and you really think about it, really have a heart to heart with yourself, it's pretty easy to find out if you're happy with 
what you like. A lot of times we run into this with ourselves where it's like, you know, shoot, I thought I liked this. Yeah. But maybe I really don't. Yeah. And or maybe okay. I used to like it and now things have changed and my taste is different. And guess what? That's okay too. Hey man, it's it happens. It does it happens. I used to love Coheed and Cambria. I remember when we first got together, you talked about them a lot and I haven't heard you say much about them in the last they used to be few years. Absolute favorite band, right? But and I still like them, but yeah, I'm not nothing like against them. They're even coming to town in a couple of weeks and I could care less about going. So your yeah. tastes change and it, it's it is so okay. It's so encouraged to be honest with yourself about what kind of music you like. Yeah, and be willing to explore things because you may end up liking something that you didn't think that you liked before. Because maybe some people wouldn't think that they like punk and maybe you don't like punk rock, but maybe you really like pop punk. You know, you never know because they they are pretty different, I think. Mm-hmm. And so Find find something you do like and then explore it. Find a good Spotify actually does a really good job of making different playlists. Sure, yeah. Like they're like the one that we listen to when we go to work out is really good and it's pretty long. It's got a pretty good variety of of bands. Yeah, and it's not the only one of that genre. I'm sure. No, not at all. Not even close. So you know, Spotify does a pretty good job. So I would I would say you know check out Spotify's playlists and see if you find a band you like and then explore from there and i've said this before but please by all means do not listen to other people when they tell you i'm not saying if i'm saying when they tell you the music that you're listening to is stupid because for some reason if it's something that they don't understand they will call it stupid that's just how people are yeah it's ridiculous it is kind of funny that's a weird phenomenon that people need to to tell you what you do and don't like. All through high school, I sat there and listened to my friends dumping all over my my music my musical taste. Yeah. Mainly ska. Yeah. And if I had listened to them, I would have stopped listening to it, and I would have stopped listening to punk in general. Yeah. And I would have been a sad little boy. <laughs> and I would have been a sad little girl because I love ska, and I would never have known about it if it weren't for you. Exactly. So... Just just block out them haters, yeah. man. They're gonna be there. You've- Zach Zach is gonna share his 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 favorite. Uh, what is the vine about blocking out the haters? Oh, that little kid yeah. putting the spoons on his face. Yeah, you need to share that on your on your social media. On my social media that I have. Yeah. Hey guys, should Zach get a social media? Yes or no? Put it in the poll. I think no. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, don't don't listen to anyone. Find what you like and just roll with it. We don't need any yeah. more copies of people. We need unique tastes. Be an individual. Be an individual. Sure. So you want to share some uh, some songs that you like? Yeah, I picked out just a few because, again, that playlist that we talked about, I've saved almost every single song. So <laughs> I figured you guys didn't want a huge long list because you can go look up that uh, playlist. But here's a few that I really like. The first one is If You Want Blood by Red City Radio. Great song. It's really good. Great band. Yeah, they have a lot of good stuff. So check them out, not just that song. What's the other one that we've listened to quite a bit? The other one that I've been really digging that's on that playlist too, it's called Paradise. Yeah. So we'll and obviously we'll throw all these onto the uh the playlist for oh, the week. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that one. But yeah, so check them out. The second one is Hang My Head by the Flatliners. <sighs> Super good. Would highly recommend listening to it. 
The third one is My Friends Over You by Newfound Glory. That's a classic, man. Yeah, which is oh. funny. You know, you say that, but it's, this is a new discovery for me. This is not, in my mind, not a classic. This That's is, a stone-cold classic, yeah, man. My sisters are going jumping for, for joy that you mentioned that, because when that album came out, Sticks and Stones, like in the early 2000s, yeah. man, my sisters and I played the hell out of it, and it was <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm enjoying it now. I feel like... I've been playing it over and over and over again, so I've found some joy in in discovering it for the, my first time. Even though it's twenty years old, even though it's twenty years old, this feels like a brand new song to me. It's so cool. So yeah, it's okay. It's okay to find stuff later on. It's okay to not be in right when it first comes out and get on the bandwagon later on. That's okay. You got any more? Um, no. Well, if not, then <laughs> why don't we move on to uh, musical memories? Okay. Oh, hey. so, Do you have a? I'm gonna make a. I'm gonna a make a theme song? song for it, but I haven't done it yet. There you go. To cut that out. <laughs> I bought a new computer, and I'm still waiting it for it to get here. So once that's here, I will make a new song. But for now, musical memories is a segment where we talk about music that makes us feel something, whether it be a song that we heard in the past week or just a song that we really have a really fond memory associated with. Uh, we can talk about it right now. And if you want your musical memory shared on the air, please, by all means, send it in to us. We yeah. have a couple email addresses you can send it to. You can either send it to from metal at gmail.com or from dw2dm. That's to2dm at gmail.com. Either of those will get it just fine. And we'll read it on the air for you. Yeah. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. I just want to say something real quick. Sorry. But I just want to say it's okay to be vulnerable, you guys. If you want to share something that you feel is kind of vulnerable. I feel like I've been pretty vulnerable in the past couple episodes that I've been on. This is not something that I feel super comfortable doing. But It's surprisingly easy it when is you're behind the mic. It is surprisingly easy. And you know what? It's therapeutic. It's, sure. It's really therapeutic to express things that mean a lot to you, especially when you're talking about music. So I, I would encourage you guys to, to share some memories because I know you've got some good ones. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, if you want to be anonymous, that's fine too. Yeah, that's so. okay too. You know, work up to it. That's fine. It's still therapeutic to share. So do you want to go first? I have one from Ryan that I'm going to read too. So if you want to go first, then I'll read Ryan's and then do mine. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. So my musical memory kind of ties into what we've been talking about today. I don't know, a Motion City soundtrack, would you consider them punk? Oh, sure. Pop I, punk? Definitely pop punk. I think okay. they're kind of the actual upper echelon of pop punk. Yeah. One of my all-time favorite bands. Yeah. So again, one of Zach's all-time favorite bands, which he showed to me. And I've been listening to them quite a bit lately. And I've been really, really, really enjoying them. I think we should do a whole episode on them, to I, be honest. Yeah, I would love that because I've, I've been getting really into them. And it was fun because they came to Salt Lake. Um, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And we got to go to their concert and it was so guys, it was it was probably the best concert I've ever been to. Yeah. So energetic, so fun, so full of emotions. I mean, it was it was awesome. So my musical memory comes from that. So they have a song that is called It Had to Be You. Mm -hmm. And this song was one that Zach showed me when we very first started dating. And it's actually one that he put on our wedding playlist and they played it at the concert and it was just really fun to be able to be there with Zach, listening to it, having such a good time. Yeah. But the reason this song means a lot to me and it kind of ties into what we talked about or what I talked about today is 
there's a line in there that says, they say what doesn't kill us makes us who we are. And I feel like for Zach and I, we kind of had completely different paths that brought us together and the timing was perfect and it was kind of bizarre. But, you know, because of who we were and whether that be from music choices or fun choices or whatever, it brought us to the point where we could come together and meet and get married. So I'm Here grateful we are. for that. Yeah. So eight years later. Yeah. There you, yeah. Eight years. Because <laughs> Zach knows how to math. So despite what you thought last episode, we are truly in love. I, I truly love him. And that's my musical memory. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, so now you have to buy me flowers for that. That's one of my favorite things about Motion City Soundtrack is they take, they take kind of popular phrases, quotes, and kind of turn them on their head. I thought that was such a cool line. I always think of that line because the the line is "What doesn't kill you make you stronger." Yeah, Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, (laughs) give me a rest. We'll put that on the playlist too. No, we will not. (laughs) But they take it and say it doesn't make you stronger. It makes you who you are. And I think that's so much, that's more real. More powerful, I right? think. Yeah, because life kicks you, man. Yeah. But it makes you It's not you always all are. good. Anyway, here is one from Ryan. He texted me one to read over the air. So this is The Ghost of Ryan. Dun, dun, dun. So the song he chose is Fire Don't Know by the White Buffalo. Never heard of it. It's a song that just hits close to home right now because it's about taking what life gives you and rolling with it. Basically saying life doesn't actively try to hurt you. It's just life and you have to roll with the punches. I've been very blessed in my life over and over and I've also had my fair share of hard times. Every time I hear this song, it's a reminder to always be grateful for the good times and take the bad times in stride and also be grateful for them because it makes the good moments even sweeter. That's awesome, Ryan. I didn't even realize how well that ties, ties into in. yours. I know, That's Brian, so cool. We are on the same page. Whoa, bro. Whoa. That's so cool. Ryan, (laughs) I think that's so cool, man. Thank you for sharing that. Ryan has been so mature since having a baby. (laughs) It's kind of freaking me out. (laughs) He's acting like a real adult. Oh, I love you, Ryan. Not in a weird way, but you're a great, you're a great person. And you've been a great dad. And Cass is a beautiful mom. So congratulations to you guys again. Sorry. But I completely agree. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. That's beautiful. You need the bad times to appreciate the good times. Yes. And really that ties into mine too. Oh. So mine also comes from the Motion City Soundtrack concert. Because Because it was amazing. It was amazing. It was a great night. Because that's been one of my favorite bands my entire life. My first time seeing them live. Wait, was that your first time seeing them live? Yeah. I I never got a chance to. I thought that was your second time. Because they actually (sighs) broke up for a long time. What? And then they came back. So guys, I didn't know this. So, um, that album, they, they did a tour for the 17th anniversary of commit this to memory. Random. In my opinion, one of the best albums ever written. Um, and that album, when I was about 18 and 19 years old, got me through some really, really hard times in my life. Yeah. So there's a song that's one of the opening tracks on that album called everything is all right. You remember that one? Oh, I remember. So that song, it's it's a pretty interesting tune because for a pop punk song, it's it's pretty complex. Like yeah. It's got a lot of really fast, fast delivery in its lines. It's got a lot of um, back and forth 
kind of call and response lyrics. Yeah. Especially in the bridge, there's this one part where there's it's two singers singing over each other, kind of calling and responding a little bit. And it just shows how much this song has resonated with people in the 17 years since it's been released. Because when they played it, it was like the crowd had been trained, right? To sing it. It's like everyone had rehearsed on how, when to sing and when not to sing. It, yeah. It was honestly like we were in a movie or something. It was. It and was, we were, yeah, being prepared It was to kind do of that a special experience because it was just everyone in the room. There was a thousand people there, you know? Mm-hmm. Everyone was just on the same wavelength of when to sing. And the singer, Justin Pierre, just perfectly captured the attention and the energy of the crowd right there. Yeah. It was a cool moment. So there's one part at the end of every verse or the chorus, it just says, everything is all right. Everything's fine. Mm -hmm. And to hear a room full of a thousand people just scream, everything is okay. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I don't think I'm alone in right now in thinking that things are kind of crappy in the world. They've been crappy for a while. Maybe that's a pessimistic <laughs> view, but I mean, gas prices are crazy. Politics are in the toilet. We're in a drought. I don't know. Things are things are scary. And while there is so much positivity in the world right now, it sometimes is hard to look past the negative things. Yeah. But for me to hear a crowd full of thousand people just yell and it felt like they were all yelling at me like everything is all right yeah. we're okay it it hit me pretty hard and it was like you know what <laughs> like things are good yeah sometimes things can be bad but overall i think things are good yeah and we're okay but beautifully said i think that that concert was it's something i'm gonna remember for the rest of my life i don't know about you oh for sure i'm so glad i got to go Thank you for taking me. If you guys ever get the chance to see Motion City Soundtrack live, I highly, highly recommend it. They were phenomenal. such And such an emotional concert, I don't know, for me. Because, again, their lyrics, I mean, what Zach was talking about, the lyric that I shared, they resonate with you. They'll get you through tough times. They have some of the best lyrics you'll ever hear in any band. But they're so positive. So so hopeful. And so hopeful. And we need that. I think everybody needs that. Everybody needs hope. Yeah. And again, it's okay to to talk about those things, you know, and especially in music. It's okay. I love that there's a band that's willing to to share those messages through song. Absolutely. Beautiful. I love them. Good job, Motion City. Well, bef- before we keep gushing about Motion City. What else can we say? <laughs> if you guys want your, again, if you guys want your uh, your musical memory read, we would absolutely love to hear it. I think it's something that's really it's cathartic yeah. to share these feelings and it's really helpful for other people to hear it. to hear how you feel about a certain song. Yep. So please email us or send us a message on Facebook or Instagram with something you want us to share on the air. Yeah. We'd love to hear it. Do it guys. Do uh, it. Yeah. Peer do pressure. it through those email addresses that I said at the beginning and then also get in touch with us on Facebook and Instagram. Our Facebook and Instagram handles are both doop to death metal at doop to death metal. Right. I don't really know how, those words. Ryan's the one who usually does this, so I'm kind of lost if I okay, say it wrong. Guys, should Zach get a social media? Please if I say let it wrong, us know in the comments. We also have a Twitter, but I don't know what it's I don't know what it's called. So <laughs> okay, this listen is, to another episode this to is find proof. that. Send send them an email and tell them all about what Zach needs to know on social media. <laughs> Clearly he's lacking the information. I suck. I'm sorry. Ryan, 
You left you left him in in disarray. In disarray. I'm in shambles. Look at me. And I'm I'm, a mess. I'm not picking up the pieces, man. And you know what? The best way to share your support for the show, if it's something you like to listen to, please leave us a good review and a good rating on Spotify or on Apple Music. Those two platforms really help us get get the word out there and get more listeners. And um tell a friend. Tell if all you like your the friends. Show, tell a friend. Why not, right? Tell your boss. Tell, tell your, your babysitter. Boss, tell your babysitter. Tell a guy on the street. Who cares, right? <laughs> yeah. But we will uh, see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to me, you guys. I promise I won't be here every week. Well, I, I, I wish you were here every week. Aww. It was great. Thank but you again. We love y'all. Have a good week. See, see you, you later. Bye.